Do you like country music? Head down to Morris, Manitoba July 25th, 26th, and 27th for the Howl at the Moon Festival. This year's festival features a number of high-profile acts, including Lone Star, Emerson Drive, and Dean Brody, as well as a host of local Manitoba artists such as Greg Arcade, Franny Klein, Aaron Starr, Chris Michael, and many, many more. The festival started as an event to bring a huge opportunity to local Manitoba artists by having everyone sharing a huge bill, and it's only grown since its inception. There will be shuttle buses from various locations if you can't drive, there's camping, day passes are available, weekend-long festival passes are available, and a lot more. You can find tickets and more information at howlatthemoonfest.com, and be sure to follow the festival on Facebook or Instagram. If this is your first time listening to Witch Police Radio, or if you've been a regular listener every week since 2012, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's given any amount of time to this little podcast. This episode of the podcast is our 400th, which is really cool. I had no idea when we started the show years ago that it would ever get this far, and I'm really happy that it's going to keep going for the foreseeable future. I have no intention of stopping now, and I definitely want to make it to 500, so stay tuned for that. We're not doing anything really celebratory for this 400th episode, but when we hit the big 500 milestone, that's going to be something special. This interview is my conversation with Joe Boy Rock, one half of local hip-hop group Mackinac 2. It's a really interesting conversation, very cool to hear from a young guy who's really only been doing this for a few years, who is very motivated, has his head on straight, has his ideas of, of what he wants to do with the music, what he wants to do with his career as a musician. And he's kind of got it mapped out, and he has a lot of insightful things to say about the state of rap, about how we got into this, how things have changed in the sound of hip-hop in Winnipeg and beyond over the years, and a lot more. You'll notice uh, pretty much right away on this episode that I was losing my voice when we recorded it. So as it progresses, you hear my voice getting worse and worse and worse until at the end of it, you can, I'm kind of choking out words. and. Uh, I apologize for that. I was sick, but the interview is still really interesting. Uh, the guest had a lot of cool things to say, and you know, usually when I'm interviewing someone that, that I don't really have too much of a frame of reference for, it can go either way. It can be kind of a bland interview where they're really just filling in the blanks with me about their background, or it can be something that's a little deeper and a little more engaging, and I think this is the latter. So even though my voice is almost gone, it's a good listen. I highly recommend it. And you should definitely check out Mackinac 2's work. They don't have a ton of music online right now, but what they do have is excellent. Uh, it's, it's a new local hip-hop group using elements of old classic golden age hip-hop and making something wholly unique. I hope you enjoy the show. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre, Winnipeg's premier concert and event venue. If you want to find out all the great shows they have coming up, go to myparktheater.com. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm in a basement in the West End, and uh, it's nice to be back in this area. I, I lived here for a long time, uh, just a few streets over, actually. And, uh, you know, it's always cool to, to come back. Um, so I think just to start things off, if you want to introduce yourself and um, maybe a bit, a bit of background on your group. I know there's uh, two of you, but you're the only one here today, and, and then we can go from there. Yeah. Uh, my name is Angelo Lamson, a.k.a. Joe Boy Rock of Good Funk, Good Funk Gang. The dance crew and also of Machina 2, the rap crew, uh, one half of that. And Cortex, the other half of Machina 2, is not here. Okay. So I, I hope this haunts you. <laughs> I hope this haunts you, Cortex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you weren't here, bro. Well, now you can say whatever you want about him, right? <laughs> yeah, he's my cousin. <laughs> so. It makes it even easier to say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right on. So uh, it's funny because I've been doing this podcast for almost seven years now. And over that time, I've talked to a pretty wide range of. Uh, genres of local musicians, you know, everything from, from country to punk to metal to classical or jazz. And the only one I, I ever kind of feel like I'm not fully comfortable with 
is hip hop. And it's not because I don't like hip hop. I mean, you know, I've been back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I went to tons of local rap shows. I think I have a pretty big collection of rap tapes that I still listen to. But I think for me, a lot of the newer stuff has kind of passed me by. Like, I think I'm just stuck in the 90s, basically, when it comes to rap. And a lot of local artists who approach me to be on the show, I listen to it, I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot of the SoundCloud stuff and everything, I, I, it just doesn't work for me. So hearing you guys, I mean, I don't, I'm not gonna assume I know all of your influence and everything, but I think I, I can relate a little bit more being someone who listened to rap, maybe, uh, you know, the golden era kind of stuff. Yeah. I can relate to that more than I can with a lot of these artists who are coming up and it just is over my head, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like we, like me and Andrew Cortex, my cousin, yeah. um, he, like we, we grew up in a very, like, now looking back out on it, it was a very unique experience in a subculture that was like, that valued lyrical content. Cause yeah. we were like in 2002, 2003, we went to the same junior high and like um, around that time and like some of like our older older like influences as far as you know like our friends cousins or friends brothers or yeah, whatever yeah. they're like yo you got to get into this and then they would introduce us into more specific, specifically him um, like not like the classics right yeah Nas, yeah. Biggie, Tupac and Gangster rap was really like heavy at that point with 50 Cent and G Unit yeah, and all that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So they and and they also looked up to like Tupac and Biggie and like and all, so it's uh, the whole line of kind of going back to yeah, so, from one to the next to the next. Yeah. So it's a weird lineage of like those people from like New York and whatnot, but then it like kind of catching a little bit of fire in you know in in like the north end of Winnipeg. Yeah, well, we for sure. Yeah, yeah. So so when so when whenever we go through music like. We've, we've been doing it for like as a hobby for a while, especially uh, Cortex, because yeah. um, he's been rapping for a while. And I only started rapping recently, but all of that stuff laid down like the context of how we want to portray ourselves and some of the like you know some of the, the values that we have. So just naturally, when you hear our stuff, you'll be like, okay, this is kind of reminiscent of so and so or whatever, yeah, yeah, like or nineties yeah. or like you know that kind of thing. Even though when we were like 12, 13, 14, the hot stuff was like, kind of like, I guess you could say the Southern, Southern sure, rap, sure. And like Ludacris yeah. and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, some of like the, the, the more of the party, party stuff. But yeah, that's like how we, uh, that's how we, th we thought about it and went about things. Well, sure. I, th I think we said a few minutes ago about, about the, the lyrical stuff. I think that is maybe what, the di what differentiates it for me. A lot of the newer, newer rap that I hear, and obviously it's not everybody, but a lot of the popular stuff, it doesn't have that lyricism that was kind of the hallmark of rap when I was really heavily into it, right? I mean, it seems like now, I mean, I don't want to assume, but it used to be that uh, lyrics were what is uh, entirely what it was about. Like, that was the, the goal, is to have the, just be the best, deepest, best references, you know, lyrics. And now it's just punchlines and, like, kind of repeated choruses and stuff. And I think that maybe that's what I heard in your stuff. It was like, oh, this is hearkening back to the era where lyrics are at the forefront and are important. Yeah, and, that, and, sense, like, yeah, and if you grew up in that kind of frame of mind, and then you would understand that more than what you than, than the newer stuff that, sure, yeah. that's coming around now. If you understood more of like the the crowd now and like their scene and how like their background, yeah, then it would make more sense to you. And oh, totally, yeah. yeah. And so like so now nowadays I try not to like judge certain scenes because like I'm not from that scene. Absolutely, like, yeah, yeah. And then like to be like, yo, that's whack, or this is, you know. It's all like a matter of perspective. hundred percent. And it's funny because like, you know, that's whack. That's what that was my first thought when I heard some of that stuff, right? And I kind of, oh, over a while, I, I tried to listen to it, tried to get into it, and it just never worked. And I was like, what am I missing? And it just kind of occurred to me that it's not for me. Like, I'm a dad in my late 30s. I'm not the target audience for that music. If they were appealing to me, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like, so now, I, now I'm okay with it because it's like, it's, it's, I'm not supposed to get it. But... I do appreciate that there's a lot of hip-hop groups in Winnipeg, Three Beats a great example, who are doing stuff that, that has enough elements to appeal to an older crowd, who you know grew up in the 90s and everything, but are still trying new things and, and kind of going in different directions and, and different influences with it. Yeah, they're, they're definitely a good blend, and those three guys together are just unique. I don't know, it just seems like, uh, you know, like you, you took this guy from this part, yeah. this guy from that part, and like, okay, make a super group and just like yeah, yeah. put them yeah. all together. Even though um, uh, Carvello always says like, oh yeah, it came, came together organically. I'm like, 
that's a pretty big coincidence. Yeah, it is. Know? It is. Yeah. But like they do share like that value of like okay, sick flows, like really dope flows. Yeah. And then content, and their influences are like, you know, like they really take it seriously. I, I think as far as the craft of it, even though when they when they perform, it's like a it's, it's a super fun, right? It's a yeah. huge party. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think they have um, just the way their voices are. They they fill like different ranges, right? There's like the higher voice, lower voice, and then the middle, and they all kind of it just works musically. It works well together, which is really cool. Yeah, and they started out performing uh, these the songs before they even recorded yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So then they they had this whole stage. Uh, I guess I don't know what's called. It was a party vibe that they had for sure that brought everything in, brought everything together, and then they like recorded the stuff. Yeah. So, which is a interesting dynamic when it when it comes. It's almost to backwards food. from how a lot of people do it now. Where a lot of people be in the basement for months or years working on the stuff, and then finally putting it out and then doing shows. But those guys were, yeah, they were live first, right? And then yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that was super important. And and the landscape now is that live shows have to be memorable or oh, like for sure, yeah. You have to like you have to get people engaged and invested in the live shows to come to another live show, and then hopefully you are able to sell some merch yeah you know just to like sustain yourself so for sure yeah, yeah. so they, they, they've done, done a, a good job of that and i always talk about them and hold them to such high regard because they're major influences on me and still are and um i, I i've known ache for a, quite a while i know it's weird to be like hey yeah i know him from like back <laughs> in the day and stuff but it's true so but it's winnipeg right and everybody somehow knows there's like only a few degrees of separation between everyone in the city anyway right so yeah it's not that unusual i don't think and though. he's he, he's a b-boy so and i i was in i i was and still am in the dance world so okay. uh, street dance world so yeah we crossed paths like many occasions but you know when i started seeing him rap i'm like oh snap i should Maybe I should start trying, uh, start to try to do that. Yeah. And then straight out of Compton came out. And okay. I was like, the oh. movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, easy, you did that? Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so I started learning that, and then like, and then like, uh, I, you know, I, I, I was mentored, and still am getting mentored by Cortex, my cousin. Yeah. Who's been rapping for a long time, and then dive deep into the classics. To be honest, I wasn't even like consciously diving deep into any of that, that kind of like golden era, yeah. um, boom bap, like. Um, uh, stuff until like three three years ago. Then okay. I, I bought. A, I was like, I could buy CDs now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bought like a Wu Tang album, uh, or we, yeah, Wu Tang album, and then I bought like some Rakim, and then Big L, and then Gangstar, yeah. and all of these. I took like it was like an a la carte type thing. So I took like this influence and that, and like maybe like Biggie and like Big Pun, and I tried to like mix them into something that I could. Do, yeah um, and like what my voice naturally like kind of wanted to go and then yeah and then like we we did we did the whole mocking the tooth type thing and then now we're here <laughs> yeah. a day in the life of a fool hey yo Try to test it, it's skill, I'm setting chills Cause my level's a mill, even your homie saying this dude is for real Yo, you best to resign, cause your body of work's a waste of time Better sign on the dotted line, cause then I hit you with the triple threat My lyrical flex, cortex being too complex, now what's next? These simple individuals be turning so invisible And what's some hitting criticals, they're praying for a miracle Cause you's a fool, yo, you try to find a means to you realize your mistake, a rap great, put it out in display. No debate, fixated on success, do whatever it takes, might as well. I'm step to a real MC, a true player from the north, rapping P.E.G. They can't defeat your face with this desire, to be a fool in the back of the You wanna step to a real MC, a true player from the north, rapping P.E.G. They can't defeat your face with this desire, to be a fool in the back of the Try to rock, yo, I ain't gon' stop. You try to rock, yo, I ain't gon' stop. Yo, I ain't gon' stop. Try to rock, yo, I ain't gon' stop. You try to rock, yo, I ain't gon' stop. Stop, stop, stop. It's your boy rock till I drop, feel the boom bang pop. Every time I float, you know this shit's unlocked. Funk Lord with the liquid swords, you wanna step? I detect you get wrecked like a world war. Dropping bombs on the song, overtime, weight. Reduce all your troops to a powder state. In fact, Yo, my team is stacked, I'll leave you jack face down and paralyzed in the alley cats. Don't seem to get the message, they wanna test it. Commit the crime, 
motherfucker get arrested behind bars cause with that flow you'll never go far shit's weak don't make a peep you know I lay down the law a day in the life of a fool bring it back bring it back for your bitches now bring it back bring it back for your bitches now you wanna step to a real MC a true player from the north from the P.E.G. you can't defeat your face with it to say to be a fool in the back of the Try to rock, yo, I ain't gon' stop. You try to rock, yo, I ain't gon' stop. Yo, I ain't gon' stop. Try to rock, yo, I ain't gon' stop. You try to rock, yo, I ain't gon' stop. Stop, stop, stop. Try to rock, yo, I ain't gon' stop. You try to rock, yo, I ain't gon' stop. Yo, I ain't gon' stop. Try to rock, yo, I ain't gon' stop. You try to rock, yo, I ain't gon' stop. Stop, stop, stop. fool. What, where, where do you guys come from as far as the, um, the local hip hop scene, like? Were you going to shows early on, or is this fairly recent for you? No, again, so, so I was part of the dance scene. I do right, a, so that's a, like a whole I, other element of it. Yeah, yeah. I do a style of uh, called popping and another style called locking, yeah. two separate styles. And um, 3P did a performance like back in like 2014, 2015. It was like Peace of Mind. Okay. That's the one I remember. They, say, they, they said that like they did an earlier one at uh, B-Boy Jam called Shook Ones. But I don't remember that one to be okay. honest. So like they were kind of like around. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. Like I, I I didn't really pay too much yeah. attention to it. And then um, yeah, again around like 2016, uh, maybe like 2015, I saw like a show at uh, Triple Tiger. Okay. And I was like, whoa, what the like? Because I saw the party vibe of it. Yeah, and yeah. The, the like the the kind of crowd that was coming out and like the kind of engagement that they they had with their audience. And I was like, what? I didn't know, know this existed. I thought yeah, like, yeah. this was all like dead. Because again, when I was in high school, like, like 2016 to uh, 2015 to like 2018, the, like, the groups that were out or were popping were like um, Winnipeg's Most, yep. Bricada. Yeah. Um, uh, like all, all well, Bricada had been around for a while, though, right? Yeah. yeah like like they, they, were, they were around. And um, Bricada actually coached me in. Uh, basketball league when I was a kid. Oh, really? It's like, cool. <laughs> another story. But, like, yeah, like, there wasn't... That was, like, to me, that was, like, for, like, the older people and, like, that's... When you turn 18, you go to, like, Blush Ultra Club. Yeah, yeah, and you, sure. And sure. You, you, you watch them or whatever. Um, but then for, like, like, my age group, I feel like, for me anyways, there wasn't anything like that beforehand. And maybe I just wasn't like up to or like keen on it you didn't know um, you didn't know it was happening some other area you didn't know about it or something yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah and then there are certain bubbles i think that like eventually are like right now are kind of like coming together and it's becoming more of a cohesive whole yeah um but um yeah that was the first time that, that i was like whoa this is like something real like you could feel the energy and yeah. it's like damn i i want to be a part of this so yeah cool cool and then you guys played the uh the northern touch festival a few times now right yeah, we were there at the beginning actually uh, when Shay uh, uh, put it put it together with yeah. the whole staff. Um, that was in 2017, and then we just finished doing a performance there at the Cube um, this year. Uh, just coming off the heels of that, yeah. And that was a really cool experience. We got to meet. It was actually a lot of networking and like connecting. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, like, do you feel like you're more part of a community now than than you were before you started doing those shows? Yeah, and I think the biggest the biggest thing with that is just being open and trying to understand where everybody else is coming from. Yeah, I know with like the initial response from rappers to other rappers might be like, "Oh crap, I gotta like I gotta outdo this guy." Like almost yeah, like, yeah. It's like a sport, yeah. like a sport, right? Which in some sense it is, but also it's like to me it's more of like an art than a sport. Yeah. So you gotta treat it like an art form. And it's like, why did you start doing this in the first place? You yeah. did it because you enjoy doing it because it's fun and like, you know, the whole, like the people and like socializing and everything like that. Sure, yeah. So um, that was a huge thing that got me like opening up to the possibilities of like, okay, maybe we could do, like, how can I help this person? How can yeah. I help that person? How can like, you know, I could lift this community up a little bit or just try to anyways. And um, and move forward rather than just staying in your own little bubble or staying in the, totally. the basement and yeah. never like moving. So 
Well, it's, it's cool to see that too, because like I come from the 90s, like late 90s punk rock scene in Winnipeg, right? That's kind of my origins, I guess, in the local music scene. And that was all about that. Like every band was helping each other out, trying to get each other shows. Like I'm still friends with people, a lot of people from back when I played band, bands when I was 15 or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's very cool, but it's nice to see, it seems like especially now with social media and everything, the possibility to do that and do something even bigger is there. And it's always nice to see people actually jumping on that and doing it, like like Shay's doing with those festivals and, and Yeah, like that. and I think part of it too is like accepting it as a whole thing rather than just being like, oh, super positive all the time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- there's negative stuff that happens, of course. Of course. But you gotta like take it within like, uh, you gotta take it with a grain of salt and like in a, like a context of, okay, this is what's happening. How can I flip the script on this thing? And you know, eventually like my goal is like, my legacy which involves like how I treat people and everything sure. like that so when I die like I'm fast forwarding this all yeah, the yeah, way yeah, through yeah, like, yeah, yeah. my death but like <laughs> when I die hopefully people can say oh yeah he tried to help like as much as he can yeah, yeah. With, with the art form and stuff that he loves so. yeah that's cool I mean that's what you I think that's what most people would like to have as, as a memory yeah. Right? yeah for sure um, you were talking before you know about, about 3 Pete and, and not to dwell on 3 Pete too much because you know I have had them on a few times already so people can listen to that if they want to hear with them but like, the, the live show element and stuff and then so when you guys are doing shows like like at the Cube I guess what do you bring to the stage in an effort to kind of make yourself stand out because just looking at the lineup for that show it's a ridiculous amount of artists right so how do you kind of make yourselves heard above above the heads of the others and, and get attention from people who are maybe not necessarily going there to see you, but they're going to see someone else and they happen to be there when you're performing, right? Like, I think the biggest thing with that is just caring, just straight up caring about, um, like, a lot, a lot of the people that showed up for our performance that day were other artists yeah. and some out-of-town artists. Um, and we were just, like, we are talking to them and I was just sharing, like, some of the, the thoughts that I had about the music scene and, and, like, how we can grow and all that kind of stuff. And they just, like... They just kind of like, uh, for lack of better terms, bought into that uh, that idea, that vision. Like it's cool. a shared vision, it's a shared goal. Like we want to grow. This guy's doing the same thing as me. Like like si- like similar thing. Like I could see the like the parallels, right? Yeah. And then um, just and like us analyzing ourselves as artists, like really like looking at the like okay, what 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 did we do well? What did we suck at? Right. Like. Also, what was like the feeling of it? Was a natural groove of it? How can we relate that in like how we how we how we rap and and um, and how we perform? And it and we like we broke it down very like <laughs> logically, especially me um, with like okay, what's your body language like? Um, how are you saying it? Like, what's your tone tonality? Um, and then looking at the mess. Of course, the message and like the content is important. Yeah, of course, yeah. But all these other things come into play when it comes to a performance, right? Yeah. So. We ha- like I had to look at that as as far as like me being a beginner at everything. I still consider myself yeah. a beginner, even though people call me like an OG or whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm still a beginner at this. So like, how can I constantly improve? And and you'll see like from maybe I think you'll see it from 2017 at North Touch Music Festival performance, like our live performance, up until now, we've like upped upped it as uh, as much as we possibly can, and like try to like add something a little bit new and everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey yo why try to stay up in my own lane. In this game you can see me always keeping up. If you see me around then you can show some love. But if you plot and send you flying with that uppercut. Shorty wanna chill, I'ma show you what's real. You catch your feels. I'ma show you what the deal is. This is that groovy tune. Yo, I'm out of the moon. I'll be hitting the spots. I'll see you soon. I'm crazy like I got the screws loose. And I don't ever plan to lose against some who's who's. You can't even walk a mile in my shoes. I'm the truth. Pitch your brain, causing pain in this game. But it'll rumble like the Subaru. I got my thoughts and my pen ready Always on the move, keeping this slow and steady And if you stay in the same place, you lose a chain of mind You'll be wasting your time uh, Yo, you always on the move On the move Yeah, I know I'm on the move On the move As we move to the groove, getting loose I'ma show you what it do If you're making moves 
Then say it loud, MC to me means move the crowd. If you're making moves, then say it loud, MC to me means move the crowd. I'm on the move, dude. I don't mean to be rude, just excuse the way I cruise straight down the avenue. Cause the tick tock of this clock makes me flip flop from each task to the next. Where's my wristwatch? Yo, I'm ready to go, ready to set it off, ready to steady the flow, ready to blow, let me get it all straight out the gate. So I rate, you feel it vibrate. Cause then I must bust a champion mind. Say to tell me wait in line, I'll decline. That's a waste of time. Each second spent cost me more than a pretty dime. I'm getting it done, got a boogie. Up on the scene like a machine, you mistook me for a shook one, but I'm too good, son. Funking up the groove like a rerun. It's just begun, bar none. I refuse to lose. I make it happen while those others just make an excuse. Back, bring it back. Uh, yo, you always on the move. On the move. Yeah, I know I'm on the move. On the move. As we move to the groove, getting loose, I'ma show you what it do. If you're making moves, then say it loud. MC to me means move the crowd. If you're making moves, then say it loud. MC to me means move the crowd. If you're making moves, then say it loud. MC to me means move the crowd. If you're making moves, then say it loud. MC to me means move the crowd. What's sort of the balance between um, recorded music versus live music for you in terms of uh, what you place the importance on? I mean, I imagine both have a degree of importance, but in terms of you know getting what you're doing out there, how much do you think the, the live show is more important, or do you think it's more on what, the energy you put into the recording, or is it split evenly? I, uh, right now, this present moment, I think the live performance trumps the recording, like. Um, Cause like you could really feel certain things when you see it live. Like yeah. it's, it's real, it's tangible. You could get into f people's faces and be like, "Yo, I'm here," pretty much. And then um, um, some like the recording to me, the way I think about it now is you have to capture that live performance in like you just gotta capture it in a bottle, and that's yeah. the recording, right? The same energy that you would have on stage. Yeah. Just, yeah. And, and and but like the the recording process is is important to, to us for sure because we have to like run it a bunch of times. Like okay, we we do the rough demo. We call it a yeah. rough demo. Yeah. And we just record it ourselves and like okay, we gotta get this down, get this down, and like we analyze that. So it's a lot of refining along the way, and then we try to get like oh this is this is going to be the one that the, the final version that's going to be like everybody's going to hear and yeah hopefully they feel a little bit of something um but of course the live performance we, we we think that you know people feel that as uh more as long as we're there in, in the present moment yeah yeah cool uh, as far as recordings the stuff you have online right now that's older recordings right like over the past few years or um our stuff is kind of like because you have on Bandcamp, you got the one album I guess which it's, I think it said it was recordings from like the past three years or so yeah or more, or yeah so uh, the Genesis mixtape if you want to call it that yeah. we called it a mixtape it was just a, a compilation of stuff we worked on um, from like 2011 to like 2015 or something okay so it goes pretty far back yeah yeah and that was more of um, actually Cortex rapping and uh, me like singing and stuff like that okay. I didn't really rap on any of, any of those and then also Big M was on that who who collaborated with us uh, way back then, and then um, and then like we released an EP each in 2017, I want to say. Okay. Um, and mine was like an R&B type thing because I wanted to like go there. And then he did his like his rap EP, um, and that's on SoundCloud. And then um, we released a few singles like kind of in a row in like uh, 2018, okay. and then we have like. We've compiled some of that stuff into um, into a playlist on Spotify, cool. or like I guess you could call it an EP or an album or whatever well, on Spotify. How do you feel? I mean, it's an interesting question because you know the people I interview on the show they range anywhere in age from like eighteen to seventy, right? Like depending on who they are, what kind of music they play, and I'm always curious about how people consume music because for me, I mean, I know that the main way people listen to music now is things like Spotify and SoundCloud to a certain extent and things like that too. But I'm one of those people who's still stuck in physical media. Like I still listen to CDs, tapes, and records. And I understand that that's kind of dwindling a little bit in terms of like popularities. I mean, records are kind of, they, they seem to be on the rise and everything, but 
like, are you exclusively a digital listener, or what's no. your no? No, I um, I know you mentioned CDs before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, like, I just recently bought a bunch of CDs from Into the Music. Yeah. Because I, as a kid, um, and this is, I think a lot of it is personality too, and like what you kind of gravitate to. Yeah. And what you hold dear, but um, at Into the Music, I bought like. Ray Charles CD, nice. uh, James Brown, and you could tell like my influences are like a lot of funk and soul. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Zap, so Roger Trout. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And some talk box stuff going on there with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. And it was just like it's like oh, I'm like I love and hate going here because I love it because I see stuff that I want, but yeah. I hate it because I always come out spending like fifty bucks. Like I you do, know, I do the same thing for sure. Yeah, I yeah. always come yeah. out with something. So yeah. So. Um, no, like I, I, as a kid, I always wanted CDs, and I couldn't afford them because, like, well, they were expensive. They, they until recently, they were pretty expensive too. Like, yeah, and then my parents would never buy them for me, and like, you know, um, so I was just like, okay, now I can, I can afford this. Um, so I, I, I went and bought some a bunch of CDs, and that's how I started with the rap too. Yeah. Right? Like in 2016, when like HMV was closing and stuff. Or like, oh, it's about to close. I, I, I yeah, they did all the sales. They cleared everything out, right? I bought some. Yeah, I bought some stuff, and I'm like, oh snap! Like, and the value it had for me was like huge because I'm like, how do I get into this field? Yeah. How do I sound like this? How yeah. do I like, sound like that? Somebody else, it might just be like, oh, I can just get on Spotify. But uh, yeah, but I use both. I, I use Spotify too, and I, I like I like some of the functionalities of that. Yeah. But well, yeah. I guess the playlist function is pretty cool, right? We can curate your own sort of. Uh, your own playlist, basically. Yeah, yeah. The only thing, I, yeah, that's that's cool. I, I, the thing with Spotify too. Sometimes though, is just like, you know what? Like, I have to like for my car, I have to like plug in my my phone and yeah. put it like connected to with like the aux cord or whatever. just the CDs in my car. And I'm yeah. just like, then I got to unplug it when I like, come out. So it's yeah. a little, it's a tiny little hassle. It's not even a huge thing, but it's a tiny, tiny enough, or like it's significant enough for me to be like, I'll just pop in a CD and yeah. then, like, oh, I'll just let it play. Exact same thing here. I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I don't even have Spotify actually. I just strictly stick with the physical stuff because I, I think it's because I already have all of it, so I don't want to go re. I know it's I'm not buying it on Spotify, but I, I feel like if I have something on CD, I'll just listen to it on CD instead of going to find it on some other platform. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then but, you still have it. You like yeah. you have the thing. Like if, exactly. Yeah. If for for the Spotify stuff, where you got like uh, I got downloaded, or like, and if I don't, and it's taking up space, so I've got to yeah. download it. And it's kind of just floating there in some weird cloud somewhere that yeah, you can't. You can't physically see it. Your, your phone dies and like, oh no, I can't play yeah, the music yeah. anymore. <laughs> well, okay, so on that topic, how do you feel about releasing your own music then? Are you planning on doing any physical releases of your own stuff? Like, do you want to have CDs of your own music or does it make more sense for you, you know, in the current climate, I guess, to, to just go the digital Spotify, etc. route? Um, it depends on like who we're reaching. Like the, the, the one thing that I want to do is reach underserved markets and yeah, towns. Yeah. And for the for them, like CDs are a huge thing. And this is what I hear, and it makes sense to me. So I, I don't know like firsthand, but I just yeah. hear about this. Um, but then um, for like the rest of the people who like who want like music for free or whatever, I think the way that I want to do it is just provide the music for free and, and do the chance to rapper route. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. With it being sort of like a branding thing, and be like, oh, this is what we're about. This is what we believe in. This is our vision. Are you with it? Great. If not, okay, that's great too. Yeah. And then, um, and then hopefully you come out to a show. And then over, the, it's a long term play. So sure. Over the long term, hopefully you buy some merchandise, and it means something to you, like something valuable. And um, and then if you want to buy like f physical copy or whatever, we'll try to make it as special as we can. Yeah, yeah. And like sign it or, or do whatever to yeah. make it unique and like not just like. Uh, manufactured cold thing. Sure, you know, I like that idea. I think that's maybe how you have to do it now too, especially because because of the way things have shifted in the music business and the way people consume music too. Yeah, it's, if you're not if you're not making it a, a unique thing for that person, they're maybe not going to listen to it. Yeah. But, yeah so. I wanted to ask you some questions yeah, sure. actually, because um, I wanted to learn more about your background. You said you like came from the like the, the punk rock like yeah like scene. yeah how, like how was like how did you start and like how how did that like come about for you? Well, I guess, like, first band I played in, it was in 1995, when I was in grade 7, and that was, like, a grunge band, because it was 95. <laughs> it, was, it was awful, it was brutal. But I think that, like, I don't know, all my friends at the time were into punk rock, and going into the late 90s and stuff, and there were so many shows, like the Albert and stuff, all these venues in Winnipeg had lots of all-ages shows. And I think that that kind of, I, I've sort of seen that all-ages community 
doesn't seem to exist the same way it did. It seems like every bar had, would have like a, a Sunday afternoon or whatever, a Sunday night, there'd be an all-ages show, and, and people could, like, 15-year-olds could go. And so you're at a bar, you're seeing a real show, but it's, it's not... Oh, okay. right? And there was a whole kind of system of those. There was community center shows and bar shows. They're all ages, and it was like a big, big community of people. And I think that from what I've seen, I don't go to shows as much as I used to. I've got kids now and stuff. But it seems more fractured and more kind of everyone's in their separate little pockets now. And I, I would love to see it go back to the way it was then in terms of just you get a basement, you get 300 kids in it, and there's like, you know, five punk bands, there's a ska band opening, there's a folk singer, there's a rapper. It's just like this big group of people and they're all sort of going to, I don't know, it was a, it was a community, I feel. And I'm sure, it, it's, right. I'm sure it exists now too. It's just I'm, I'm, I'm out of it because, you know, I've, I've, I'm older. Yeah, like, I mean, some of it seems fragmented and some of it seems like united. But yeah. like the, from what I see from the fragments is that, um, and this, maybe this may be just be like a small part of it, but... Um, people growing up nowadays or like the society nowadays like they don't know how to deal with people disagreeing <laughs> with right, yeah stuff. yeah I can see it. so yeah, if yeah. I run into you and they're like hey I like it this way or like and then I was like I like it this way and then they're like okay so and it just I don't know I think that I don't even know where exactly I'm going with this but it's just like it just it seems like they like maybe back then people could come together more cohesively and just be like okay we don't disagree we, I mean, we, we don't agree on this stuff but we're just like still here we still like you know <laughs> we're yeah. still in the same spot and then like now it's more of like people it's easier for people to stay in their bubbles it totally is yeah it, even with listening to music right because people I mean they still listen to the radio but in terms of music listening you can go on Spotify and, and if you only listen to funk you can only listen to funk forever and never even be exposed to anything else because you can program everything so specifically for you whereas yeah. before you listen to whatever's on the radio, because, and then you go and buy the CD because there was no internet, right? So it's, it's, I think it's just a, it's a very different way of doing things. That I think the thing I like about the punk rock scene that I kind of would love to see more of is the just the do-it-yourself nature of it. Like I've even on here, I've interviewed bands that seem to be very, very focused on. And it's not a bad thing, but going this publicity route and. and getting a professional website and professional t-shirts made and like a big banner and all this stuff and before they've ever really written any songs. Like, I mean, they have like one song and then suddenly they have this website that makes it look like there's some touring fancy band and uh -huh. they put all this effort into that stuff, which is it's great because I mean, it definitely, definitely helps to get the word out. But it seems like there's often a focus on, I'm gonna be famous, this is how I'm gonna get famous, rather than let's start a community and make art together, if that makes sense. Right, right, and it's just too, different approaches in, in that case for but sure like the whole trolling nature of everything and like attention is like the new currency oh well, yeah, well, yeah currency yeah. afterwards it just depends on like how you want to go about doing it right like if you're okay with the consequences of like this trolling and saying oh fuck this guy yeah, or yeah, fuck yeah, that yeah. guy yeah. Or, or whatever and then deal with that okay go ahead and do that but um yeah starting with the art like for me it's always been about the art first um and then business out after. yeah yeah so yeah. So let's do the music, business after, and then like go go from there because, um, and the, again, it goes back to like your why and what your vision is. Like, why do you do it? Yeah. Do you want to just be famous and like earn a few bucks in the short term or whatever, uh, or do you want to like have like longevity and like you know you're in in, in this for like a marathon, right? Yeah. Do you want it to mean something and that be more important than than the end goal? And the end goal comes after you've done the meaningful work, right? Is yeah. That that's my philosophy. Yeah, like I'm not that. saying anybody doing it the other way is wrong. For sure. There's, but there's just, the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like to go back to what I said too, it's not like there wasn't infighting and all that shit with the punk scene either. I mean, that obviously existed, but I think because there was no internet and the, that the, the, the whole like um, popularity being a currency wasn't really a thing, it was more, I think it was easier to sort of be like, here's the community, let's all support each other, let's do shows together regardless of what we sound like and, and kind of... I saw that more. I'm sure it still exists now. I'm just not in it anymore, I think is what it is. Right. Leaving foes disposed by 
body bang to bloody closure. They didn't know now everybody knows that I'm leading resistance. A case of existing, they're the kickers, bullshit is persistent. Bring the pain so hardcore, they won't want more. Make it rain the downpour, kick it the front door. Still not sure, claiming ill, I got the cure. With these, I fix the teeth. Plagues that leave deceased MCs on the floor. I'll make a killing, thrilling as a villain. Warfare seems appealing, and it don't stop until you learn or you drop. 'Cause a fool's fate is in your hands. What you got? Saying nothing on the track, yet they're making stacks. While real rappers break their backs, so imagine that. So here's the mission: maintain the vision, break the system, and overcome. 'Cause it's a prison. Hear me out, yo, it's all in together now. Unite and fight, make your words of a feather now. At your door, says, "What the fuck is that?" It's a sign that keeps the weak from coming back. They sitting behind screens and typing in all caps. Now I'm wondering, what the fuck is that? Don't try to hit me with that, yo, man. That dude can really rap. Yo, I slice that dude in two. I don't mean to be rude. I'm in the prime in this game while haters be turning blue. Now tell me, man, what you talking about? Just 'cause you got a bank account, that doesn't mean shit. You have no skill, you be hitting droughts. Don't try to test or shut you down when you hit my route. I'm sick. Of being judged by phony, chilling on the couch. So now I'm thinking, how to improve the competition when we wipe out all these clowns from every other division? So now see my vision. These people thinking that they blind to sin. It doesn't matter what happens to them. Two will always win. What do you think about the like the punk rock slash rap stuff that's happening now? Um, I don't know if you're up on all this stuff, but some of it's like really intriguing. Because again, like I, I, growing up in the early 2000s, yeah. I, I was like a, a big fan of like Sum 41, yeah, yeah. Blink 182, Billy Talent. Um, so like you know all all these like kind of like pop punk pop bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like wh like have have you? What's your take on stuff in the local scene with like the the punk, like branching out uh, off into like some of some some other stuff? I think well, I think hip hop and punk rock are the same thing, just coming from different different directions. But it's just, I mean, it, like originally, right? It, it's 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 often political politically motivated. Like you're trying to be oppressed, like kids who are dealing with shit that they need to get the they need to get it out somehow. And the anger and frustration and you know, I think they both come from the same kind of source. It's just different ways of doing it so it kind of makes sense to me that those two genres would collide and new things would come out of it I don't know I'm all for people taking things in new directions but it sounds weird because earlier I was shitting on the SoundCloud rap and I don't get it and stuff but it doesn't mean I don't like the fact that it's happening right I like that people are taking you know some of those kids are into like emo stuff and they've filtered that through hip-hop and made their own thing yeah. and even though it doesn't appeal to me I think I, I appreciate the fact that they're doing it because it's I'm not the market for it. So the kids who are coming up now, maybe that's perfect. It hits all the influences that they're coming from, right? If that, right. I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, um, like again, that's like a a thing that's kind of new for for me to like witness. Yeah, and just seeing like drink bleach or yeah, I had that know, guy on the show before. Yeah, uh, yeah, post war or or, or whoever it is. Uh, you, like shout out to Stick City Cult, like them doing stuff, and even Dag. Like doing stuff, and I'm like, yo, man, you should just do like like this punk thing with the with the rap and everything, because it like it it sounds like that's your route right there. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, like, it's obviously that that influence is obviously there, right? You can hear it in what they're doing that they have that punk background. Yeah, and 
and it's super cool. I'm like, yo, be you. Just like you don't have to like follow the uh, blueprint in quotations of you know the successful rapper. Yeah, yeah, uh, especially for sure. the commercial rapper because there's so many different avenues and niches that I think you can do. And I may, maybe this is like an optimistic or naive um, view of things, but that's just like I'm like, yo, there's so many people in the world. And also, your music is available to a lot more people than it was like back, like oh, even ten years 10 ago. Years yeah, ago. Yeah. So like, just do you, and like that will resonate naturally with people who who like that stuff, and then you'll find them. Yeah. And then you you just got to keep going, you know. And I think that's something across all genres of music. Like, I mean, I think I think people, music listeners in general, they want authenticity, and I think that's why, I think the people who are successful whatever kind of stuff they're doing, even if it's pop music, if they're authentic and it seems real and it seems like what they're putting forward is genuine, it's going to last. It might not be a big hit, a big throwaway one-hit wonder thing, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to have that longevity because people recognize the authenticity. And hip-hop is a genre where, and punk too, where being real is like a, a premium, right? Like you, people are looking for that. That's what they want to hear. And for me, even stuff that I don't get and Sonic B maybe doesn't appeal to me, if I can tell that it's authentic and the person is this is who they are and this is their artistic interpretation of what they're going through and how they feel and everything I, I, I respect it yeah exactly and I think one of the things that's going to set oh this is like the easiest thing to set you apart from anybody else when you're doing what you do is that you have like knowledge of yourself and like your history and like your unique upbringing yeah. because that like you could draw from that so many, like so many things and um, just the way that you live can help you like break out of the box so for sure speak. yeah 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 it's cool i'm glad to hear that uh, i always like to hear other people having the same philosophy on that because i totally agree with you it's cool so i guess what's uh, just a switch shift gears yeah. here all good uh what is kind of what next for you guys like do you uh, as far as recording or playing shows or anything do you have anything big sort of planned for the near future well right now we're like the dynamic that that we have uh between each other is like it's the two of us so yeah he works more on the technical side and like rough mixes and, and mastering and like dealing with all that technical sound stuff. And okay. then I work on like, so I guess sort of the business marketing side of things and try to uh, work do, do put that put that forward. So so we kind of like work together in that kind of sense to to bring you like what we have. Um, I'm well, I'm working on building a team. So if anybody's listening to this. Uh, you know, and has the guts to be like, hey, I want to do this or I want to yeah, do yeah. that. Um, we have a vision for ourselves as far as like doing this as a, a full-time thing or like a um, uh, sustain- sustainable thing. So we're looking for people to be part of the team, whether it be like people who will book shows for us or um, grant writing or yeah. whatever. Like there's going to be a lot of opportunities, especially w- with us finally realizing oh we're creatives and like we work better in a, like a creative uh mode um but we have a bunch of shows coming com- coming up uh one is on august 9th it's actually at a social so it's okay. gonna be there's gonna be food there there's gonna be a screening of uh from flip flip kick kick flip i forget what they're called anthony javier is uh is, is having a screening um at a social and uh and they're also screening our music video move cool you might, you might I saw that, that one on YouTube yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're gonna be p- performing there so that's a lot of you know 10 bucks a ticket <laughs> you get to get all this stuff yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah we have like a bunch of shows coming I can't remember exactly all of the shows but um, keep on the lookout I mean you'll if you tune, tune into hip-hop uh, in Winnipeg, then you'll you'll find us because we'll we'll be looking for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and I assume you guys are trying to get as many shows as you can too to get the word out and everything, right? Yeah, and just like again with with the consistency of it, you gotta keep people's attention and like um, um, keep reminding of the reminding them because people just forget. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. nothing like that's wrong with you. It's just like oh yeah, I forgot that they were doing that. Well, because there's so much now too, right? And you're getting so many notifications about this thing's happening, this thing's happening. And yeah, trying to kind of filter through all that to find the, the show you want to see is often hard. Yeah, and like uh, we're still working on the craft. Like um, we always will work on the craft and refine, 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 and then um, and then push forward as far as like okay, now we gotta figure out promoting and marketing, yeah, and like accounting and like and legalities and stuff and lawyer lawyers and everything just to like protect ourselves. And because especially when you're when you have a vision as big as as mine, like I want to be I want to be like 
Jay Z, pretty much. Okay. Like I wanted. That's like, a very lofty goal. Yeah, yeah, for it's, sure. It's yeah, a yeah. very yeah, it's a very lofty goal. But I I, I think I, I hear people's um, like problems with like okay, if you're gonna be a musician, you can't make any money, or if you want to do this, you can. Um, and I I don't think that's necessarily true. Maybe it's true for them, but I just want to like. This is gonna be sound so cocky, and this is gonna be sound weird, but like I want to be so successful and like make so much money that, and like being as average as I am. I, I want it to be like no excuse for anybody coming up. They I want them to be right, like, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. what the hell? Like, how did Angelo do that? Like, yeah, 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 that, yeah. Okay, now that now if he did that, then look, imagine like what I, I do. Could, it. Yeah, 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 for sure, so, for sure. So, um, and that's like I, again, this is why I'm spewing out all of this information and like like trying to like get all this out because I want people to know like yo, I'm super average. I'm like 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 I'm super super average. I just have like a vision that's like maybe different than um, and like ambitious enough to be like yo what the what like yeah. what and and so uh, well, like when people listen to it, i want people to be like okay you know i want to do this i really want to do this this is what my heart's telling me yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and like i'm i'm gonna try to f- like feed this vision of of everything and this drive forward and i want to be there, there in their corner if they like you know if they're gonna ask me questions directly, or even if even just through here, if they just hear this and like, oh yeah, he's in my corner, he's in what you believe, yeah. in, stuff I believe in. So I'm gonna keep going. So cool. I yeah, want yeah. people to know that, and I, I and, I, and I'm glad that you're interviewing people for this because you're gonna catch all these like little nuggets here and yeah. there. And this is the reason why I listen listen to the podcast too is because you know that's giving me the information like the it's feeding me so I can like you know move move forward and move past all yeah. the negative stuff that happens in life so well it's interesting because you know what we we're talking about before about some artists who are only in it to become famous and things like that i almost feel like that there's a lot of podcasts out now which is fantastic but i feel like there's a lot of podcasts too who they only want to get the high profile guests and for me i mean i'm doing two of these a week and i've been doing it for years i'd rather talk to someone like you or or on the other hand talk to some guy who's been doing this for for 35 years and never made it big because sometimes you know someone up and coming or someone who just has all that experience they have much more interesting things to say than someone who's just, uh, you know, they're a celebrity and they're basically, this is the fifth interview they've done that hour, you know what I mean? And like, they're just kind of repeating the same lines over and over again because they don't really care. But I think that people who are kind of on the rise and are doing themselves independent, they often have, like some of the stuff you've been saying, a lot more interesting ideas because they're motivated and hungry to, to make it happen, right? So exactly. I'd always rather talk to someone who has two fans than someone who has 200,000 because the guy with two fans is gonna be a lot hungrier for it. And he's got a lot more to say, I think. And he's always fi- and they're figuring out like why why is it not happening or yeah. why, like why am I here right yeah and uh, some of those people who've made it maybe ha- have like they've kind of like plateaued in in a sense of like okay I'm already here I already made it so why do I have to try yeah so I think again caring about like this goes back to like caring about yourself and like caring about the people who listen to music and like trying to help in that regard. So, like, if I care about myself, I'm gonna like, you know, most likely get, gonna care about you. I'm gonna have empathy for you, yes. and I'm gonna like, you know, try to push forward where like, it's elevation for the greater good. Ache. Uh, elevation for the greater good. No, so, but that, I know it's his thing, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it does make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. So, and then you see like people who don't care about themselves or care about themselves less. They're the ones that hurt like people the most. Um, so like it's again it's like a it's like a it's like a web or it's like a branch everything's like interconnected yeah and you can get into super like philosophy stuff but like that's what that's what I believe in and for me like understanding that and all the art hardships I had to go through just to even get to this point yeah it's made me connect dots going backwards and I'm like oh okay that's why this didn't work like this this yeah yeah didn't work like that and this is why I'm here and this is also if I extrapolate some of this stuff then I could be like oh this is where I'm gonna be right or i'm going to be at least close to that because that's what i'm like you know like aiming for for sure yeah so yeah again shout out to you man for like for doing this and doing this for like seven years that's like consistent like hard like hard work I, it's I, all the work yeah 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 man yeah i know it's, it's fun though i mean I, I i really started doing this as a way to stay involved in the music scene because when i had kids my time to play in bands was i didn't have any free time mm, so it was like yeah. this, this kept me involved and so it's, it's good because I, i've actually like I've discovered so much cool local music that, you know, maybe if I had just been going to shows every once in a while, going to see the bands I already knew, I may never heard half the artists that I've talked to on the show. That some of them are not my favorite, among my favorite artists, like locally. There's so many cool bands I've had on here, and, and you know, singers, rappers, like instrumentalists, whatever. 
And Winnipeg is so rich with talent and creativity that it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm, I've definitely learned a lot from doing this show that I would just never have encountered. So, Yeah, man. <laughs> big up big yeah. up on highlighting everything. Yeah, man. thanks, thanks. So just to, to wrap it up here, if people are hearing about you for the first time on the podcast, what's the best way for them to check out your music or, or find out more about you? Um, check out Machina 2 on SoundCloud, um, Spotify. You could even go to Bandcamp still. It's a little bit dated. But all of like a lot of our stuff is on SoundCloud because okay. it has less restrictions as far as stuff you can put out there. It's like easy. There's like barely any barrier to entry. Um, yeah, M A C H I N A, and then two eyes the as Roman in numeral two. Roman yeah. numeral two. It's a tricky name. Every, like a lot of people get it <laughs> wrong. But um, yeah, do, do you, are you aware that that's a Smashing Pumpkins album too? Yeah, I, I looked it up because like what I do is like I when I think about the name, I'm like I, I type it into Google and yeah. I'm like, how how what are the odds of like smashing pumpkins? Super have, weird, yeah. But I might use that too. Like I might flip that too and be like, yo, <laughs> I have a music video with like, us smashing pumpkins or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like I have to go back and listen to to that that whole album again and just maybe find something some connection. Yeah. So I, I I I'm thinking about these things just to get like more engagement as far as you know stuff that we're already connected to just by coincidence yeah yeah yeah. and even like where we're from like i want to do this thing i'm putting this out in the universe is a uh meet burton cummings and randy backman because like they grew up around the same like area that i I did but like way back in like the yeah way before yeah yeah yeah, way before me so So, you're north end background yeah 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 yeah, north end um so i'm just like yo i want to like remix this song and like get them on and then like i just want to meet them like that's like that's a big goal before hopefully they Hopefully they don't pass away anytime soon, but like I want to meet them before they. Well, Burton's living in Moose Jaw, so you have to have to go down to oh. Saskatchewan to meet the guy. Do you have the connect? No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. No, no, no. no I don't. I, I just read something about he was uh, in a fight with his neighbors about uh, volume of the music they were listening to, which is kind of funny. No, he is all trap. But yeah, Machina two M A C H I N A and then Roman numeral two. I go by Joe Boy Rock. You can find me on Instagram. Super findable. Yeah, and if you actually really want to reach me, you can. So it's cool. not. You will, again, we live in this age of like information. So you can, you can find, find anyone anywhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, awesome. Well, if you want to hear more episodes of this show, you can go to witchpolice.com. This is actually the 400th episode of the show, which is kind of cool. I decided I'm not going to do any kind of big deal until I get to 500. So this Whoa. is this is like it's not really a milestone. It kind of is, which is cool. But uh, are you the Joe Rogan of like Winnipeg? No, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's got way more than I do though. And his show is like four hours long each episode, so he's got maybe there. But yeah, I know it's like I've done a lot of these. And so you can, if you want to listen to any of the previous 399 episodes, they're all there at witchpolice.com. You can also uh, tune in on Sundays at midnight on 101.5 UMFM. And those are older episodes that kind of get uh, a second boost a few months after they come out as a podcast. So it's kind of cool because, you know, by the time this airs, you guys might have some new stuff out or some new shows happening and people can just check out your the links we mentioned and, and, and find out about that there. So Yeah, for sure. It's always Thanks, a man. bonus. Yeah. And I'm losing my voice, so we should wrap it up here. <laughs> Thank well, you Thanks again. a lot. Yeah. Like fuel to a fire, needs to be fed So please Lord, give us this day our daily bread I can't go on living life, wishing I was dead instead What the hell is wrong with my head, that's a question Suffering deep depression, insomniac, dark as black Hell never rested, confession God, can you hear me? They say you got a plan, but I can't see clearly Deaf, them and blind, plus I got 10,000 demons that plague my mind I wander through the desert, never finding a sign Every day praying for the divine intervention Hoping for ascension, wait eternity for an ounce of a blessing Is this just a test then? If it is, what the fuck is the lesson? I want a curse Could it be worse? A curse Is it a curse? Strike the devil that lives inside 
for only love can conquer hate. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Strike the devil that lives inside, for only love can conquer hate. Yeah.